0: Hello, and welcome to The Inspired Attorney. I'm Sharon B. and I'm your host in this series of Zoomcasts, where I interview fellow attorneys and colleagues about their experiences in the law and how they manage their work-life balance and give any feedback. It's meant to be an opportunity for you to learn from your peers and gain some insights that you can implement into your lives. So today I'm interviewing Tom Graham, who is giving us some feedback on how he manages stress and also gives us a book recommendation. Hey, Tom, thank you for being a part of the first episode of The Inspired Attorney.
1: Thank you so much, Sharon, for inviting me here today. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to dig in. So just for our audience purposes, can you please introduce yourself, your name, what you do?
1: Sure. My name is Thomas Graham. I am an attorney here in Florida. I'm licensed here as well as in Pennsylvania. I've been practicing for about 10 years now, and I'm a plaintiff attorney. I specialize in maritime medical malpractice, products liability, and uh, catastrophic injury cases. And I'm with a firm based in Miami called Leesfield Scalaro. We handle cases all across Florida and the United States.
0: What is one of your favorite things about what you do?
1: So I think broadly speaking, my favorite part would be that it's the type of career where every single day, if you work hard or every single month or year, you can grow, keep learning and keep um, strengthening yourself as an attorney and expanding. So I think that I would say overall, that is my favorite aspect of it. Every single day, every new case I get, I get to learn something new, work with new people, expand my knowledge and skill base all while helping people. So it's really, you know, it's really great for that reason.
0: That's awesome. Why did you go into law?
1: You know, um, I guess growing up as a little boy, like you have certain dreams, right? Maybe you think I want to be I want to be a baseball player. I want to be a firefighter. And for some reason, even as a small boy, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. I had some people in my life that I looked up to that were lawyers, not in my family, but one of my best friend's fathers. Uh, he was a, a prominent attorney. He did really great work. And I always just thought it was so cool. And I was kind of drawn to the courtroom drama, even though I didn't understand what it was all about at that early point. But it's just something I wanted to do from a very young age, probably as of grade school. If you would have asked me, what are you going to be? I would have told you a lawyer.
0: That's awesome, because most oftentimes um, we don't become what we said we wanted to be at that age. So that's amazing that you followed through.
1: Well, thanks. Yeah.
0: So um, going into your legal career, what is one of the biggest challenges you feel you faced and how did you respond to that challenge?
1: I would say it's two parts. So on a day to day, um, on a day to day basis, I think the biggest overall challenge that is a constant work in progress is really how do you manage your time? How do you best use your time and figuring that out to be successful to please the the bosses, the owners of the firm, your family, your friends, and ultimately to make sure that you have a happy, well-rounded, balanced life. Time management has been a crucial challenge that just is an evolving process um, as you grow and advance to the profession. And I think second, on a more basic level, for me, it was coming to a new state away from where I grew up, which was my decision and my dream and my goal but just sort of creating a new base and a networking group and a foundation of people to surround yourself with and plan for success.
0: Going back to you moved, where did you move here from?
1: From Pennsylvania, born and raised okay. in Pennsylvania, and then came down here for law school.
0: Nice. So with the time management, can you give us an idea of what you do for yourself? Have your techniques for managing your time changed?
1: Sure. So. When I first started out, um, I I would say it it really began in law school, where you have to teach yourself to study, teach yourself to learn. um, And practice of law isn't a whole lot different from that. What I've found over the years that has been a a bit effective for me, but it's very hard, you have to stay disciplined, is I will set aside certain times to do certain things, and I'll try to have a schedule that I follow. Of course, once you get practicing and more busy, it's hard because you have to deal with coordinating the schedules of everyone you're working with. But I find if I can block things out, so for instance, two to three hours where I won't check emails and I will actually draft, have my own little list of projects I wanna work with, uh, try to keep my doors closed to keep, avoid, uh, keep you know, getting interrupted at a minimum, I think that's the best method. Have set times that you actually do things and stick to it. it doesn't always work, but I think that's one of the, the best ways. And another strategy that is similar is there's something called Pomodoros. So it's actually just this little timer that will sort of time you uh, for whatever you set it for, 45 minutes, an hour, and then you get a break. So you schedule in little breaks to take. I am the type that I I like to walk when I think, so I'm always sort of pacing the halls. Uh, I get up every couple minutes. I drink way too much coffee, so I try to every hour get up, do something, grab a drink of water or a coffee, and just stay as focused as I can and head down. And um, I make a lot of use, if I can, of alone time If I can work remotely, work from home, or if I want to build in some time on the weekend to make my schedule a little nicer during the week, I'll do that. And I think you also need to build in set time for reflection every day, what you did, what you could do different, what to build on. So that's sort of the nutshell answer is that it takes discipline.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it definitely takes discipline. Let's pick on some of the things that you said in terms of working remotely, because I think that's a topic that's so relevant right now with everything that's happening. What are the things that you find help you work to your highest capacity while working at home with the distractions that are at home?
1: Well, interesting question. For me, far less distractions at home than at the office. At the office, my phone's ringing every five minutes. Someone's coming in to ask a question every five minutes. So it's actually easier for me to sit down uninterrupted. Um, and work for a solid hour or two here at my dining room table. One thing I do, I do um, take my cell phone and I plug it in and charge it in the other room. Because if not, I will be looking at that thing every five minutes. It's just a bad habit I think a lot of us have. But at home, I like to just put the cell phone away, listen to a type of music that gets me in the zone, and I won't check emails. And I find that to be effective. Build in the same sort of time schedule and then just treat it like a little office right here in the house.
0: Yeah, I do the same. I put my phone on do not disturb mode, and I put it in a drawer. And sometimes I just block the clocks and set myself a timer for when I need to be done with something. That's mm-hmm, interesting with sure. everything that you can accomplish in that time period.
1: In fairness, I think it's a little bit easier for me. I know I have some friends that have little kids running around, and that yeah. would probably be a whole different ballgame. I, I might be at the Motel 6 if that was the case, but I'm doing pretty well over here.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all have we all have our different scenarios. And as we grow, we you know, we adjust to um, the current circumstances. So, very true. Yeah. You were talking about how you reflect on your day. And I think that this is an important thing to bring up because sometimes we can reflect on our days and be really hard on ourselves. Um, or, you know, or sometimes we just don't even get a chance to reflect on our day. Can you give any insights about how you do it um, and any tips?
1: Yeah. So, for me personally, Something, again, that I I work on on a career level, but on also more of, I guess, a broader just human or spiritual level is to try to not judge things as good or bad, but just to take them as they come and, and learn from them and then try to move on. When I was a younger attorney, if I had a, a bad day in court or if I made a error or if I upset my boss, sometimes I would literally sp- spend weeks just dwelling on that and analyzing it. And that's counterproductive because I think we all sort of learn over the years, what you put your energy on is what will sort of flow to you. So I think it's better to focus on the positive when you're reflecting and learn from your mistakes. so You don't make them again. Also learn from the mistakes of other people so you can avoid them. But generally what I like to do is list out my goals for every month and read them. I I literally will try to read them every single morning when I wake up as part of my morning routine. So that I'm putting that as my, as my desire, working towards that, and then I don't really try to beat myself up when I reflect on it. It's more just, what could I do different? What could I do better? What did I want to do that I haven't put time into? And it helps to keep you on a straight line. But definitely in this profession, when you're dealing with stressful situations, helping people with problems, oftentimes taking on these emotional and uh, stressful burdens of litigation, you got to be easy on yourself and you know have a little levity, be able to laugh at the situation.
0: Yeah, for sure. That, that opens it up to my next question, because I think it's so important to dedicate time for yourself every day. And they also talk about it in the Florida bar. Where we have um, that article every so often on mindfulness. What are some things that you do to get yourself uh, to clear your head?
1: One of, one of my, um, I guess, rewards for myself is I work with a trainer for lifting weights. I love lifting weights. I always have. And it's my time four or five times a week, if I can, to go in there. I try to make it in religiously on set days. My trainer writes out a program for me for the weights to lift and what to do. And I find that that helps me to feel just much better. I think physically and mentally afterwards, the benefits of that are incredible. So that's something that I will prioritize, even if it means leaving the office a little bit earlier to make sure I do that. Uh, It's something that I have to do for myself every week. I think you have to make health number one. And also on top of that, I think it's important to get outside. I love to take long walks on the weekend, just be out where I live is beautiful on Miami beach so I can get outside. And it's really nice. And you have to give yourself those things because if you don't, you won't be able to keep up. You won't be able to succeed.
0: If you were to have a conversation with yourself, like as a younger attorney, what -hmm. would you tell yourself?
1: I would tell myself, uh, relax, be patient. You are just beginning, you have to give yourself time to grow and you can't skip the steps. So put in the work, go home, trust the process and um, try to be a little bit more present and in the moment so that you're enjoying what you're doing instead of always focusing on the next step.
0: I think that's so important because oftentimes we have the goals and we just wanna be there and we want it to be over with already. It's kind of like what we're going through right now with this whole coronavirus, because everybody just, I mean, obviously a lot of bad things are happening and it's also so uncertain. So we all just kind of like want to fast forward through all the noise to get to the future, but kind of you just got to go go with the flow.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Easier said than done.
0: Yeah, it is totally easier said than done. But I think that's why we got to have moments where we hold ourselves accountable. And we have to create the certainties. our lives like you know like you working out with your trainer every every so often that is a certain thing and you know that you're going to feel great after you have that workout right That's
1: true
0: how is your company responding to the current circumstances
1: yeah they've been really great and we're very fortunate that we're a long-standing established business that's been around for more than 40 years so the firm began in 1976 uh really what we are trying to do is just make sure that everyone is safe, take care of their families first. And we're working remotely. We're making a lot of progress. You know, we're moving cases, we're settling cases. Obviously, I can't be taking some of the depositions that I want to be taking, can't be having face-to-face mediations, but we're just using um, remote technology. We're all working remotely and collaborating, having weekly calls. So to be honest with you, I think we're doing really well. We're still moving exactly how we would, you know, we're lacking some of that camaraderie of being physically together every single day, but I have a feeling this is going to be a short three or four month period that we'll learn from. And hopefully it really won't impact us too much for this year.
0: I'm glad that you guys were able to respond. How are you finding communicating with everybody also in terms of like having your support staff on board with you on the same level?
1: So far, they've been excellent. I think that everyone has been eager to show how much they care, to work really hard, responding to emails, trying to keep regular hours. Um, you know, in this day and age, if I need something, my paralegal is the best in the world. I can email her, text her, call her, and I know within fifteen minutes it'll be handled. So, with the ability to remote into our our computers from work it's really the same thing is just if instead of offices right next to each other, we're in houses. So, you know, I think it's um, maybe a growing opportunity to show people that the remote work isn't such a horrible thing and, and isn't so negative um, for some of the more old school mentality people that think you physically need to be present. I mean, imagine just in not driving and not paying for parking and not walking into a courthouse Imagine cutting all that down if it be- becomes something that's doable, which I think is probably what we're looking at for you know, the future of the practice of law to a certain extent.
0: For sure, I agree. And we're so lucky that we live in a time where we have such technological advantages that is giving us this opportunity to continue moving and growing and learning. Do you have any advice that you would give people just generally, like from your, based on your experiences?
1: Well, look, I think that, at the end of the day you need to sort of most of us are intense people right if you're an attorney you're probably a certain breed and you live a certain lifestyle and you want to succeed I mean we sort of I guess have that connotation that we're all really type A and I don't know if this is really obvious advice but I think you just need to find your passion in life and what really motivates you so that you can get to that that state where what you're doing is not a burden but it's something that you love every day and so I sort of have this one um, school of thought, this one philosophy. There's a book that I read. I try to reread it every year. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. Meaning. This author um, named Viktor Frankl, who's a fantastic person. But, you know, it sort of says that there are several different ways that you can be a success in life, right? So three primary ways. One in which this author and, and psychologist saw as the primary sort of goal is to have someone or a family that you really love. The second being to have a a work that you love, that you devote yourself to. And the third, that how you handle um, basically suffering, because the book itself is about a man that lived through the Holocaust and what he learned and his um, psychological school of thought that developed through that. So how you can deal with suffering. And I think it sort of translates to any career, but certainly to being a lawyer. You need to put focus on yourself, your family, your loved ones, Um, focus on your career, which is going to occupy most of your time in life. And then when you do go through the hard times, the stressful times, the suffering, how you sort of react to that, because, you know, they say that you can always choose your reaction to things. And I think if you keep that in mind, it can just make you a better lawyer, a better um, person for your clients to rely upon and your family to rely upon and support them and just give you a nicer life. So that would be my, you know, elevator philosophical pitch there.
0: I love it. I think that's such a great takeaway. Tom, I so appreciate you being a part of this first episode of the Inspired Attorney and giving your insights to help um, our peers, um, you know, learn and grow through this, through this time and through everything.
1: Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate you inviting me on.
0: Yeah, it was a pleasure thank you for watching. I would love to hear the insights that you gained and your takeaways from my conversation with Tom. Also, if you like this, please give it a like so I know to continue making these for you and follow me or subscribe to my channel so you can see every episode of The Inspired Attorney as it is released to you. Okay, I am looking forward to seeing you on the next episode.